Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I am joined by my friend, Tim Connell, founder and CEO of Tim's Mando Lessons. How's it going today, Tim? Great, Jared. Great to be here. Thanks. I really appreciate you joining us. And for anyone, obviously, this is an audio podcast, so you may not be seeing it. I can actually see this straight ahead as a, as a mandolin right beside you, Tim. That's right. So kind of give us like the 15 second, like uh, elevator pitch version of what it is that you do. Yeah, well, uh, it's a video lesson archive that I sell one product, which is annual membership. So people get full access to every one of my lessons, which are done in, you know, Kajabi video player with the text uh, box below it. So I'm writing books more or less on how to play the mandolin and just putting the videos up. That's awesome. And I feel like the mandolin, maybe, I I don't know, it it may be a lost art or I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but it's not like the first instrument that you think of picking up. Tell me about how you kind of got into this. Yeah, like um, I was playing music for a long time before I played mandolin. Um, I came up playing classical piano lessons or taking classical piano lessons and playing in all the school ensembles. I had the rock band. like So I was a well-rounded musician before I ever heard of this thing. Um, okay. And I got into it through Irish traditional music. I, mm-hmm. you know, got the, My folk music thing was this Irish trad in Boston, and mandolin was one of the instruments. So I already played guitar, and I said, yeah, let me learn a few tunes on this thing just for fun. And little by little, it took over. I don't know. Other musics, I just started playing at gigs, and then I became really serious. Okay. For a okay. while there. I don't know. I just like went deep into one instrument. All right. Well, tell us a little bit more about like your just your musical journey, first of all, in terms of like, did you do this professionally? Was this just a hobby for you? How did like how did that whole whole journey commence for you? Yeah, well, I was always a professional teacher. Um, I taught 17 years at a public school, like okay. music, kindergarten through sixth grade music. So, but during that time was when I was also practicing a lot and studying music on my own, you know. So it'd be like Twinkle, twinkle, little star by day and like, you know, gig till two in the morning by night. And uh, both were part of my musical education. I love it. I love it. All through that. And I quit. I went full time freelance in 2015. Okay. And it was, it was about half and half performance, half and half teaching, you know? So, and I was honestly pushing the performance more and hoping to graduate away from the private lessons. And, um, and it was heading that way before the pandemic. So, okay. Any, uh, anything, uh, any performances, notable achievements, uh, performance wise? Yeah. Toured with, um, I mean, just kind of a local celebrity, but Mike Marshall in the mandolin world toured with his band called the Gare Mandolin Orchestra over okay. to Poland, New York, Canada, LA, just all over the place. We had a gig booked at the Savannah Music Festival. That's a real like heavy hitter music festival. And that was like April, 2020. So that got canceled. Ah, yeah, there was some like a little bit of upward mobility with the gigs and it was going well. Um, Mm -hmm. but it all stopped in, in April, 2020. For sure. March 2020. Sure. Well, uh, maybe maybe you're kind of uh, segueing on into this already, but is that kind of when I know you mentioned you were teaching? Uh, let's I guess let, before we even segue into like pandemic, let's talk about like your your teaching journey. Did you do this? Were you doing in-person lessons? Were you doing were you always doing online lessons? Yeah, I did not ever hang up a shingle as a private teacher, really. But um, when I started getting out there on the mandolin and playing it well in public and I, people started coming to me and saying, could I take a lesson? I was like, sure. You know, like, yeah, whatever. I'd have this full-time job, but I'd make a slot in my house, like in my living room at five o'clock or whatever on a Tuesday. You know, I had no plan, Jared. I was just like, all right, I'm, I know what to do. And they'd ask me questions and people would take a lesson or two. I'd have some people really 
come every week for a few months, but you know, it never was a thing where here's my school, here's my method. I've got you covered. Um, and it was a shock too, because it's, it's weird, but I grew up learning music from a teacher who taught me classical music theory and how to read music and what the rules were and how it all works with guitar and mandolin. They have frets. So you can just write numbers down and say, put your finger here. And that method of teaching has become dominant. It's wiped out the way of like, so most of the people I've met have played for 10, 20 years, but they've never learned the fundamentals. Wow. So it was always a shock to me and they never knew what I was talking about in lessons because I'd be talking about the notes and often, you know, so and I, it was a, always a disjointed affair and I'd have some awesome students who had already learned their music theory and I, you know, they were like superstars, but I never had a plan to get folks from this folk music way of learning where it's just jump in, just play the thing. It's all, it's all good like that. So like my way of how I actually learned how to do this. Yeah, I completely get that. I actually took 12 years of piano lessons myself. And so mm -hmm. really focused in on the theory and learning, um, you know, all of the, you know, you're working on the notes, you're working mm -hmm. on learning treble clef, bass clef, uh, mm -hmm. focusing in on all of the theory and rhythm. the fundamentals. Rhythm yeah, rhythm. rhythm is a monster, the notation, I mean, and the conceptualization of all the syncopations, that thing is just not taught on the mandolin anymore in America in this day and age. No, they don't even try. There's not like, I mean, basic, like, you know, do your downs and ups on eighth notes, but, and I don't blame them because it's a monster. It's hard. I'm trying to figure out a way to fit it into my course actually. Um, Okay. Okay. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about like kind of your version of teaching. Where did you ultimately end up? Are you focused in on kind of combining the theory with the playing or how are you, how are you approaching it? Yeah, well, I'm approaching it now with student needs. So the follow-up to that disjointed, like kind of stressful affair of teaching and trying to figure out how to teach what I know to folks who aren't too interested in learning music theory, it was drying up because of all the online competition. I mean, YouTube was always a killer. Uh, the, you know, this is just talking to my elder, older colleagues. When that thing came out, the whole private, local private teacher thing just really plummeted. But then there's really good lesson archives out there for bluegrass mandolin, this folk style of teaching. And all of my students started taking these things. And, you know, I'd say, yeah, I'll take a lesson with you eventually, but I'm, I'm working through this thing or this thing. And I'd say, okay. So I, the thing was, my job was going away anyway, um, before the pandemic. Wow. The teaching part, it was getting really stressful. I couldn't have, pe I found it hard to have people say, sure, I'll study with you for this year where we can actually learn something. I'd have visitors. I'd just say, yeah, I'll take a lesson or two. And it was impossible. I was going to have to get another job, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of surprising too, because it's like, you know, really to, I think half of the journey is really the commitment and having that, that partner or that teacher to kind of push you along, mm -hmm. you know, is, is really kind of crucial to your overall success and ultimately being effective on the instrument you're learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The one teacher thing. Yeah. I, in my webinar, I actually stress that I said right off the bat, I say, here's how I learned. And I have a picture of me at my piano bench when I was eight with yeah. like the theory book right there. And I, you know, I talk about my piano teacher. Like I learned all this from this, like the old little old lady down the yep. street who taught piano lessons for $10 a lesson. That's how I learned all of it. I've, you know, I brushed up once I was done piano lessons in high school, but I had friends who'd also taken piano lessons. So we kind of like, you know, there was no Google yet, but we definitely found the right books and taught ourselves the rest of it on top of what I had learned for seven years with Mrs. Spencer. So that I, I like to be that for my students. And it was impossible with the weekly private lesson thing because no one was going to shell out a hundred bucks a week for like indefinitely. <laughs> That's yeah. just, unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's, you just can't charge normal coaching rates for a 
folk music lessons. Sure. Well, I guess that makes it that's a good opportunity for us to kind of segue into like, you know, maybe the pandemic or where like where did your where did your teaching kind of transition to this online space? Um, It was a frustration with the weekly private lessons. And I tried originally Zoom group classes, which were great, but then no one came back. You know, it was not an ongoing thing. So it was really out of frustration and some anxiety about my future and depression, feeling like, you know, I've worked so hard. You guys don't even want me anymore. Like, (laughs) um, it came out of a real low spot. Um, but I really decided I can't keep waiting around for one of these big corporations to tap me to be one of their mandolin teachers. Like all my friends and colleagues are, I was waiting for that and it just kept not happening. So I just went exploring. I said, how can I do this myself? And fortunately in my research, I just was randomly looking at other instruments and one was classical guitar. And I found a friend of mine, an old guy I used to play with like 10 years ago. And he has this mega classical guitar site, like the best one, as far as I could tell. So I just reached out and said, how'd you do this? And he took me under his wing in an awesome way. So I couldn't have done it without Alan Matthews. He gave me the roadmap and he led me to you guys as well. Very nice. Very so, nice. Yeah. This was a new thing, I guess. He had tech stacks where he had to go to several different companies to take care of marketing platform, all this stuff. And he was stoked about these, like, I don't know what you call this thing that you guys are single. Yeah. I mean, all in just one. the whole tech, that yeah. all in one. Exactly. So he said, man, don't get involved in the stacking this stuff. Just go to one of these all in ones. And he, he did the research for me and just said, just go with these guys. So amazing. Classical guitar shed is his site. Okay. Very cool. Well, I guess just to put, get a timeline in perspective, tell, tell yeah. us a little bit about like when this happened. Oh, this was, um, by last summer, 20, what, let me think the years are all crazy now. Uh, sure. Yeah. Like 2020 summer, like, okay. you know, coming into fall of pandemic, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like hustling for students constantly. Yeah. I think I found him in August or September, 2020. I had the Kajabi membership by November, 2020. And I honestly sat on it and was like, so overwhelmed by the t- the tech and the whole deal. I didn't know where to start. Um, you know, he had to force me. I had to drag me for a March 1st opening for membership. So January, February, 2021, it was all last year. That's when I didn't have a video. My very first video was filmed about this time last year. Okay. Kind of parallels to what we were talking about earlier, kind of the same way, having that one teacher to kind of guide you through and push you forward. Yeah. It makes it simple. I, I never thought of that for my students to say, look, just trust me. Don't, don't add, don't jump around my site. Just do it in the order I'm presenting it. And that's, that's what Alan did for me for sure. Yeah. And you know, once I got into it, the way you guys have the, you know, the courses set up, the, you know, where you can just go through the video modules, it just takes me a while. It's, you know, by the 10th time I finally understood what a pipeline was and I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> sure. Well, did you have a kind of a grand scheme or grand vision for what this was to become when you started out or did this kind of happen more progressively? Um, I knew from Alan that the business model I wanted was annual membership only and not mm-hmm. monthly. Yeah. I, I kind of hassled over that, but I didn't want to be selling like a la carte products um, at yeah. all, really. So it, it was really annual membership. I, it changed though. What? Cause I was, you know, looking at my competitors who teach in this folk music style where they really don't teach you how to read music or about the fundamentals. It becomes a bunch of shapes and patterns after a while. If you want to progress into anything complicated, I thought I was going to have to do that. And I was bracing myself to just be another one of those sites. Um, but I kept attracting students who were ready for the long haul. And I just, it evolved into a site that's really different than the competition. It's not niche so much as it's the way you learned piano when you were a kid. It's the way we teach our kids, you know, to be in a string orchestra in fifth grade now still. 
it's not revolutionary, but right now it's the only game in town that's offering a real music education. And that, that was only because of Kajabi and because of my members, like as people came and were like, cool, I can work through this. And I, I realized I can keep adding stuff and reorganizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, this would have never happened, Jared, without like this push, you know, I wouldn't have made a curriculum. I wouldn't have made this giant like behemoth that the site is becoming. Well, I, I guess I'd like to kind of get an understanding of what the process was for you in terms of the launch. You said you kind of set yourself a March deadline. Line. Like, what did you have in mind in terms of actually putting this out there? How did you kind of gain a customer list? How did you how did you approach this? Yeah, no, there was no marketing except for um, direct, warm, like hot contacts that are hot okay. leads, I'd say. People I had met at doing seminars and workshops out in the world around the country. Yeah, at first it was my list. It was just people who had already taken lessons with me, who, you know, were my fans and just emails, just like saying, here, check this thing out. And I had a, you know, sales page that I had written myself that looked like, you know, you put some good copy into a blender and just like puked <laughs> it up there. But still, I mean, I was like just trying to get people who already trusted me in. Yeah. And I had, you know, 20 members in, in April last year. Um, I had like, I know for a fact by October 11th, I only had 50 members because that was my 50th member. So it was like, it's a slow thing. It was a real, just my own club. And I wasn't really advertising it much because I didn't consider it done. It was just like full of gaps. I was okay. slowly building the videos. And the webinar um, last month, December, was the first real like promotional push I did. And there was some pent up demand because the numbers, the conversion rates and everything were like ridiculous. They, they were not normal. They were like really good. So I'm doing one tomorrow. Again, it's my second one the same model of like my mail list and barely advertising. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll sound, I'll see if that was a fluke last month or not. But you know, my coach, Alan is saying, yeah, you're going to have to also market this thing to other groups. So they'll promote it to their list. You're going to have to do, you know, we have a plan, but I just love the content making so much. I'm finally able to use what I learned at the conservatory as far as music and pedagogy. And it's like, I haven't done this for so long and it's, so, man, marketing is the, the rough side of the whole thing for me. Sure. I, sure. I really can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, tell us a little bit, Mari. You kind of alluded to this, but like you you had some... What were your expectations and what ultimately happened as it came to this last launch? Yeah, the expectations really were to be able to survive this year while I built the site into what I needed it to be. Just the amount of time it takes to write this stuff and film it, the whole, you know, it's a, it's huge. Um I did. I really just wanted to be able to survive. So, like two members a week, I sell annual membership for three ninety seven. For me, it's like about three sixty, probably after expenses. So for me, it was like if I can get two of these a month, plus the ongoing private students I still had, and you know the odd recording gig here and there. Like that's all I wanted this year, and it worked. It's just enough. You know, my goal of like survival is two hundred would be just the minimum I'd ever want to have membership per year, mm -hmm. but three hundred would make me feel real safe and i'm at 90 right now so this is like it's finally becoming like i can see this happening wow and i had most of the year i was you know you could talk to my friends i was like cool it's gonna work it's great so <laughs> just like this is never gonna work this is insane like i don't know how am i able to do all these jobs at once you know yeah it's a journey for sure well i think you we've already kind of kind of touched in on like a few of these challenges maybe uh i'd like you'd like to get a little bit more in depth in terms of 
the marketing, like, I mean, I think that is really key for everyone who's getting started. Like, you know, there's, there's thousands, if not millions of people with the great ideas in their mind, with the talent, with the knowledge to sell, but that is kind of the piece that is maybe missing. So like you kind of, I think you already, you mentioned like this was not your natural state. Like marketing was not your expertise. And it's not just that I don't understand it. It's like, it hurts, man. Like I'm, I don't like being pushy like that. Yeah. I'm like the the opposite of a good salesman, just physically, physiologically. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about like, kind of like, how did you, how did you break into this? How did you overcome? What challenges did you have to like, what did you have to kind of get your head past in order to break through and ultimately begin, begin pushing this out there? Um, just, I mean, really just money each month, you know, like I would force myself to do emails when I was, the money was getting low. I'm like, I gotta get some members. I have no more income. Like I don't do gigs. I'm not taking private students anymore who don't join. And, and plus that had dried up too. There was no more private student solicitations coming. Okay. Um, it was just necessity. And then the webinar, like for example, I knew that would, that was the thing that my guy Alan was pushing. And then you guys had the webinar funnel thing. So I'm like, man, I had, I just put one of those on the calendar. I said, I have to finish this thing. A slideshow, the whole deal, like this, crazy sales pitch at the end. So I, for a couple of weeks, just forced myself because I said, I have to do this thing. Like Alan's been pushing me all year to get the webinar going. And then when it worked so phenomenally, like it was crazy. Like I got 30 new members in a week and I had been having weeks like with zero. That was a normal week. And one was like cause for excitement. So like, yeah, um, it was just like forcing myself to do this. And the webinar is cool because it's actually, I, I believe in the message. It's not just like a sales pitch that's out of nowhere. And it's kicking my butt content wise. It's making me say, you know what? I am going to stick to this idea on the site. And uh, I don't know. So I'm trying to make the most of it, but really it's just sheer finances. I mean, this thing can be as good. It can be, and it is, it's very good product. Like it's beyond what most people are used to, but it's not going to matter if no one buys it. I'm not going to be able to keep doing this. I'm going to have to do something else and it's not going to be done. Well, like how did you, when you're thinking through the webinars, how did you actually go about learning how to do this? Did you just kind of follow what you'd seen your coach or mentor do? Or like, how did you even get, figure that no, process that out? That also was completely opposite, Tim. Like not the way I think about presenting material to people. But um, yeah, my coach, if I could just, this is how I did it. I got this book. And I followed this guy's script to a T as far as, you know, he does, he gives a lot of techniques, but he also described what your point is, why you're doing this. I just, I did this, I filled in the script and it was with a keynote slideshow. And you know what? Best thing ever. I, it's, it's a tough thing for me to read this and realize like this, this is all about manipulation to get people in the moment, like buying your thing, but you know, they need to buy my thing. The thing, the pain that brought them to my webinar in the first place is exactly what I'm like, I, you know, I'm off. So I believe in it. So it kind of helped, but it was a tough sell. Just, you know, I'm learning a lot about how to be a salesman, but I love the book. The book was great. One to many. Jason Flatteline is the book. Uh, nice. Yeah. I think that's really what, like, what differentiates it from it's not manipulation when it's something that you believe in and that you're passionate about and you're solving a true need, um, you know, maybe influence, but certainly not manipulation in that case. So, mm -hmm. Um, understandably for someone who isn't maybe natural as a salesman, um, that's, that's a lot to overcome to kind of push through and get moving along. You mentioned you're up to 90 members today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, I know you said two a month, but that puts you at what? Oh, sorry, two, two a week, two, oh, a, two week. a week. Yeah. Two okay. A week two a week. My, my goal. Yeah. So eight okay. a month, you know? 
All right. a little over 3000 cash to play with, but I was yep. private students and my needs are pretty low. I've always lived modestly as a musician. So, yeah. Um, so you through that webinar, you, you made it pretty doggone close to your, your yearly goal. Yeah, totally. I mean, that was exactly what Alan promised me. He said, you're going to replace the private student thing this year. Don't worry about it. You know, if I, you know, the more I have faith in this, it just, then I can chill. I, I really have been on an, an anxiety roller coaster all year. It's it's been not pretty. Sure. Like, <laughs> my son could tell you he's he's seen some dark days for sure. Yeah, um, but you're right, man. It keep, keeps working out. So, and at this point, I've got a better product because I've actually been working all year at these videos. So. Well, um, tell us a little bit about, I guess, like kind of what your course structure looks like for anyone who's kind of just trying to visualize what this is, like kind of where do you have to be to get going? Like, is this from zero to one or I already have some interest in the mandolin and I know a few things? Yeah, well, it's for definitely for everyone. So this could be, I have really, my core group now is very advanced compared okay. to most folks who would just buy a mandolin and look for a YouTube lesson. Mm -hmm. These are folks who've been around the block like many times in most cases. However, I definitely built a thing where if you show up and just bought the mandolin and didn't even take it out of the case yet, start here and it's all there and it gets you up to the, you know, all the way through. So, um, yeah, it's for everyone. And it's also, I'm really ending up being everything. People's tastes are huge now. There's a lot of folks, my competitors teach one style of music called bluegrass mm -hmm. and like, that's it. And they teach that. And every now and then they say, Hey, let's try to learn this or that. But it's really, when you learn mandolin, you suddenly you're learning bluegrass and that's it. And I am offering the alternative because that's bluegrass to me is something I know of and I play sometimes, but I'm not an expert in it. And I also know that there's a million other styles that I don't boxed into. So that's my clientele. And that's the challenge to me. It's not as simple as my competitor sites where we're going to learn these tunes and here's the usual stuff they all teach about like bluegrass technique. I'm presenting the piano lessons, like the first maybe five or six books we would have had as kids that get us up to all the rhythms, all the key signatures, all the fan, anything you'd need really to play a basic classical piece. So that's the main thing from just bought a mandolin. What do I, how do I tune it? to about, you know, five years of piano lessons is the course. And then everything else is genre. I just have blues or rock and like it's tunes taught sometimes like how to accompany, like here's how we accompany Brazilian music, but mostly those are songs so that people can go and have fun, like learn a bunch of songs with the skills that they're learning in my course. I love it. And is the idea for one day, do they make it from kind of A to Z or from start to complete over the course of the entire year? Um, is it, like, is there ongoing need? Like, how do you, how do you look at that? I mean, what is the way it's heading where really I'm going to make a link? Cause there's also a harmony course. I don't, everyone wants to learn chords and most of my competitors just put some dots on a diagram and say, that's a chord. But my students are a little more, they want more. They want to know how I solo over changes where I'm clearly playing something that makes sense. And those are chords, of course. So I'm being really, I have to educate them. There's been 20, 30 years of this folk music education dominating their headspace. And I really have to come and say, look, this is what a chord is. This is what you really want to know. And it doesn't have anything to do with the way those folk music people are teaching you about chords. So, man, this is like if someone really came in with just a little bit of knowledge and, you know, kind of knew how to read music, but kind of didn't really do it too often. I don't know. You could spend five or 10 years on my site, I think, the way it's heading. It's not all finished yet right now, but I mean, it took me 30, 40 years to learn all this stuff. I'm still learning. And so sure. that's a tough sell though, Jared, people are flitting around from this monthly membership to that one out there in the, in the internet. 
universe. And um, I don't know, I'm offering a haven where it's like time to settle in and take seven years of piano lessons like we did as kids. You know, if you really want to learn this, instead of constantly promising, like, sure, no problem. Just pick up your mandolin and we'll, we'll get this thing learned right. It's like, no, you can't do that for jazz improv. It does. It breaks down at that point. Well, I'm really I'm really curious. Uh, if Let's just say that scenario to where you are zero to one absolute beginner. Like maybe you could you, you've got the mandolin right there. Um, like what could one expect to potentially do like when they've completed the first lesson, like very roughly? Like first, what, how long have they been playing now for with my site? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe in alignment with how you structure your content, like they've, they've made it through the first part of the course. Yeah. So the first part is non-musical actually. And it's okay. very like, it's very in keeping with what you might see out yep. there on a YouTube lesson for ukulele or guitar mm-hmm. or mandolin. It's the easiest possible thing to do with your left hand. These three chords. And I use the whole first section as a, a way to teach this thing that no one's teaching out there. That's the biggest problem of all, which is counting. Okay. One, two, three, and four. And one, two, three, and four. And one, two. So right off the bat, I use these easy chords to show them. Four lines, four measures of music in a line, slash marks. I write the counting, the whole one and two and three and four and and I say this is fun. You can play along with my videos. I have this nice band. I'm playing like Brown Eyed Girl. And then the second book is literally teaching the white keys on the piano, which of course you could teach to a three-year-old. I'm not just exaggerating. You could teach a three-year-old how to do this on a piano because the keys go right up yep. in order. On mandolin, this is a big stumbling block for students who haven't learned how to read music. They don't understand some of them. They don't know the names and they don't get that A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, E, like the letters. So um, that's a problem. And that's one of the big things I'm trying to solve. However, I have students who've actually come from classical violin or piano. They have their act together theory wise. And so book three is the finishing school that is just all the stuff. You just make sure you know this. And then at that point, I just think of the first three books as preparation to take my chord courses, which is college level jazz theory for mandolin. I don't don't just say, do this, trust me, A minor seven, do this, trust me, D. I say, this is A minor seven, because that's what a minor chord means. That's what a seven chord means. So it's very systematic. And really, this is in response to a lot of pain out there amongst intermediate players who've played for a few years and they can't understand why they can't figure out how to make this rhythm or can they don't understand how how can they not play here comes the sun it's it's so easy to sing how can it be this hard to play and uh you know the answer of course is they never studied music they got they yeah. never got the fundamentals so that's that's the whole where it's evolved to at this point and i've given up man like before i had the course i've given up ever teaching people that stuff really i just you know i didn't know how to do it i wasn't focused on it well, I'd love to, I guess, kind of understand a little bit more about like, and you've kind of touched on this already, but like what has changed for you as a result of this, this whole process and this journey? I, I'm really assuming this works. Like, let's say this tomorrow's webinar is good and I, you know, keep rolling. And by this time, I'm sorry. Yeah. By this time next year, I'm at 250 members. Assuming that's cool. I'm just so relieved. My, like there's a sense of relief that I'm not dependent on. And I was a freelancer. I was like dependent on lots and lots of people and reaching out and promoting myself. I like that. It's like, I'm offering this one thing now that if you don't like it, then fine. But if you like it and it's such a bargain, it's like ridiculous what I'm offering really. When you look at all the stuff, I'm there every week for an hour to answer questions. I email them all still. Like, and they can always ask me a question. I don't know. I just, I like the feeling of being independent 
I was waiting for these corporate sites, the, my competitors to call me to be one of their teachers. And like, I, you know, now I'd have to say, no, like, are you crazy? Like, I don't want to teach like some weird bluegrass thing that is disjointed and like, not me. Now I'm teaching my thing me like what i know my students need mainly the money man if this thing can keep like providing that sense of you know being a serious professional but being on food stamps was something i lived with for a few years and it sucks so i just like being a capitalist in a way and offering a very good product for a really cheap price and hopefully this like advertising thing brings in the volume i need yeah i mean what would you tell yourself like if you could jump back a year ago or a year or two ago and kind of like, what would you, what would you tell your earlier self in this process? Um, stop hanging on to the fact that you should be a performer still stop hanging on to the fact that you have to say yes to everyone who comes for a private lesson and just wants to pick your brain. Like, you know, just trust, like you're going to retreat for a year and it's good to stop doing everything else and like focus on this. And I would say definitely, even if I have to go in debt, hire a weekly 10, 15, 20 hour week tech guy, like someone in Portland who could come to my house, fix the computer without me having to sit there and watch him fix the computer. Just, I would have gotten someone to take care of tech financially. It would have been really hard. Um, but man, that that was the cause of most of my, I would call it mental illness over the year, you know, like really big anxiety. Cause I don't know how to do something on the computer. Has there been anything that like this, this process is, or I guess really this, this program Kajabi that we've been able to solve for you or help you with as a result of you choosing this platform? Yeah. The other thing I would say besides hiring an actual person here is just take your time and go through every one of the videos that are in, is it called Kajabi U? I don't know where all the videos are. Yeah. Like go through every one of those patiently. This is like a long-term project. Yeah. Just like take this, this is robust. So take it seriously the way you do music, like really learn Mm -hmm. how to do this. Um, A little bit of, even if I'd taken four weeks of no content, and said, I'm going to Kajabi U like full time, man, it would have saved so much. And just the access, I did one access call and then like didn't follow up and didn't do it again. Yeah. I mean, I think just like anything else, just like, like your music, it, this takes commitment and it takes time yeah. and focus and attention to ultimately be successful. Well, for anyone else, uh, who is, you know, with think was thinking about starting a business like this, what words would you have for, have for them? Um, like a similar, like one of my colleagues who has, would be a great teacher and get, get the whole content thing. Um, who should be doing this is what I'm clarifying. Yeah. Um, someone who's got the goods content wise, but isn't doing this yet. I think first of all, you're nuts. This is like, once you get over the tech stuff and like, I mean, I'm the worst example, I think as far as like really having issues with all that and the marketing and being a, a business person, not an artist or a teacher or whatever professor of sorts. Once you got it, man, you're nuts. Why would you not do this? Why are you going to still try to keep doing weekly private lessons where you're dependent on people sticking with you and informing forcing rules so they don't quit and stuff. Why would you go back to that? Like, why would you continue with that? I mean, it can't be as good as this once. And I get why this is a big upfront investment, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to evangelize too much, especially not around my mandolin colleagues because I don't want competition, but (laughs) for other people on other instruments, I'm like, dude, if you're committing to teaching privately, like do this and stop calling it private music lessons, call it one-on-one coaching. Because coaching, like in the real world, is is a much higher rate than, than private guitar lessons at the music store or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really worked for me. I'm an introvert anyway, and I had really been out on the road, out in real life too much. I was burnt on uh, booking and promoting and being the artist and like 
a just constant extroversion. So this was a great year if I could have taken away the stress over finances and tech. And I'm really psyched for this year because I'm over that stuff largely. I love it. Well, if you, I don't know if you're you're willing for me to put you on the spot, but if you are, like, show us on the mandolin, maybe uh, what does like post uh, you're done with the course look like? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I had the headphones on. <laughs> no, this is that was great. That was great. Yeah, that's that's what I do. That's a solo arrangement. I play lots of styles, but um, a lot of my students want to learn these solo arrangements because they're so much fun. You know. Yes. Well, that is a Kajabi Edge podcast first uh, live mandolin performance, <laughs> really? live performance of any type. I don't think we've wow. ever had a. We've had a few different um, musicians come on, but I don't think anyone's actually played for us. So, Tim, tell us uh, where do people, where do they find you if they want to get a hold of you and want to learn a little bit more about what it is you offer? Right. Yeah. The business is called Tim's Mando Lessons, like mandolin, and so www.timsmandolessons.com. Awesome. And there is also on that page in the navigation up top of the menu, um, a link to a webinar that I'm giving live tomorrow. I give it every month right now. Great. Um, great. From the Kajabi site. So they can sign up right there and get in on the game tomorrow. It's free, by the way, the webinar. Awesome. And you're doing this monthly. So anytime if someone's listening to this, they can jump on there and potentially um, yeah, take advantage it'll of it. It'll be that. right up, right t- top right on the uh, navigation bar and then you, you'll see uh, the sign up for webinar. It's that clear. So. Awesome. So timsmandolessons.com. I um, want to just send a big thank you to you for joining us today and taking some time out of your schedule. Um, really great hearing from you. Yeah. Thanks, Jared. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks to Josh too. Very good. Well, that is all we have for everyone today. As always, we appreciate you listening. Would love it if you could share this with your friends, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting channel, um, and we will look forward to seeing you all next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast.